Hello and welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our stream shows from Twitch. You can always find our Twitch schedule at twitch.tv forward slash RPG forward slash schedule. You can also find all of our previous shows on podcast or YouTube by searching Roll Together RPG. These podcasts are sponsored by Phoenix Dice and supported by Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms as well as Eldwood Academy. Links to them will be in the description. Please do leave a review and thank you for joining us. Hello everyone and welcome to A Scaling Effect. Thank you for joining us for an evening of Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Ali, I go by Daidem and I will be your Dungeon Master tonight. Uh, this game follows the events of uh, the Virgin Dream and we are joined by some familiar faces and some not so familiar. In this adventure, our heroes will learn more about the incoming dangers that the Elder Evils mean to this plane. We may or not visit the Feywild. Now, let's meet our players. Hi, I'm Evie, I use she, her pronouns, and I will be playing Winnow, who uses they, them pronouns. Hello, I'm Josh, I use he, him pronouns, and I will be playing Garnot Silurian, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hi everyone, I'm Steve, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm playing Testimonial Rattleward, a mark of scribing gnome wizard, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hello, I'm Michael, um, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm pro playing Professor Jaxus. Welcome everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us in game two of a scaling effect. And just a short summary of what happened last session. We started with a frenetic and beautiful combat where our players displayed all their abilities. And we learned something about Winnow. They are being offered to join Gorgonor. What for, we still don't know. Maybe we will learn more about it tonight. Uh, we also let Professor Jaxis and Garner to, to lead the party into the forest. And following both approaches, we end up in some beautiful location that we thought was close to the Feywild. Well, in, practically, it was close to the Feywild. Just not the farewell that we are used to. Um, we also, with the help of testimonial, discovered that Garnot uh, movement was describing a huge pattern which encompassed some tattoos that we have seen. Uh, up to now, we have seen Winnow's uh, design into this map that testimonial draw, and also the tattoo that Ebony one uh, panther person that we um, learned as well, a little bit about this person. Um, the, the tattoo that they were using is also present in this pattern. And finally, when we got close to this uh, cross path between material plane and the Feywild, we cross, but we actually end up in the Fey Dark. 
probably and there is few knowledge about it among our characters but here we are to explore what needs to be explored so professor jackson's garnet testimonial we know you are in this location that looks more like a cave but it's weird because there is a lot of trees growing here and lots of um, bioluminescent um, fungus, fungi that keeps the place quite um, lit, but also it gives you like a gloomy effect because it's just dim light, but it's beautiful. Um, you immediately feel the effect of the Feywild in your beings. So maybe you feel a little tickling here and there. But yeah, here you are. Oh, I think I think I've made a mistake. Maybe maybe should I should just leave now? Like the Feywild itself is dangerous, but the fate dark. Um Oh, this is just horrific. Um, uh, you, you guys go on, and I'll, I'll turn around, and I'll, 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 I'm sure I'll catch up with you one day. <laughs> to, to... No, 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 no. You, no. you come back. What? Sorry. What is the fade arc? Um, how much would I have read up? Uh, on I guess not much about like in, in detail, like as much as you know from the Feywild, but you know that. Everything that happens in the material plane has a reflection here in the Feywild. Um, that includes the Underdark, which means that locations in the Underdark, in the in the um, in the material plane, may be present here as well. The Underdark being this system of caves and tunnels, kind of a maze that uh, is underneath the material plane. Not everywhere. But those uh, caves um, host of foster danger and some certain kind of specific um, races, mainly like uh, gnomes and things that lives on the <laughs> lives on uh, on the ground. And the reflection of that might be just like the uh, fave version of that. You really have nothing to be uh, alarmed about, Professor. I mean, this. We were comfortable in the forest, and now we're in uh, this yes, feels but, like the underdark of home. I mean, it's not the underdark of home. My feet don't tingle like quite so much at home, but this is a place where we could stage any number of adventures, make any number of discoveries. This should be a shining moment for our, our combined paper uh, on track, uh, tracing pathways through the through the Feywild. Aren't you excited? I'm very excited. I don't mean to insult you, but the Underdark in our plane is terrifying enough. Can you not picture... Everything I've ever read about this place is absolutely terrible. And... Uh, but your but your field research, surely, has, pro has proven you wrong. I have never been to the Fade Dark. For, for good reason. 
<laughs> I, I envy you the chance to enjoy it for the first time. I mean, how many times? I've seen thousands of plays, and I you never get to see it the first time. So we're in for a treat, Professor. But, but Cyclops and Spriggans and, and all those... No, no thank you. <laughs> um, Professor Jaxis, you are an Eladrin, and you <laughs> work with the with the citizens. Imagine being a being that relies on the position of the earth and the sun on the ground, with one of those elements missing in your equation. It feels a little bit weird, just to, like if you would spend a lot of time here. How would you know when the season or the time passes? So it's a little bit unsettling. It's not frightening, but you don't feel completely comfortable. Oh, he's frightened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, um, remember that you gave your shoes to Winnow. So you barefoot, right? Um, and you can feel like a really funny feeling on your feet. It's like, I'm not sure if any one of you have been in one of those uh, treatments where a lot of fishes, but you put your, your feet in, in a tank and a lot of oh, fishes yeah. like eat the dead uh, skin. It's something like that. It something feels like, like the earth is taking something out of you. It's not like you're gonna die, but it's it's claiming whatever um uh how to say um organic matter the earth can or the soil in itself it's not that it's alive but you can no no would i've read about what this particular thing is make me a history check or okay. like history or canon it's up to you history or which one is They are the same. I imagine his history. Okay. That is a dirty 20. With a dirty 20, uh, you didn't read the whole paper, but at least the abstract about uh, primordial mud, which is right. really abundant on the uh, Fadar. And this has really uh, regenerative properties, able to cure some... Um, I mean, healing the properties. Uh, but if you are exposed to it for a long time, it will decompose you into primordial elements. So it's, it's more like a something that accelerates healing, but also accelerates um, the cycle of life. You know, like I'm going to nurture you, but then I'm also at some point want that back. So if I were you, I will get shoes immediately. <laughs> screams and jumps into Garnet's arms. <laughs> uh, as you jump into Garnet's arms, <laughs> the thing that you Garnet's kind of doing this at the minute is you sort of find yourself in in his arms. And uh, well, I don't know anybody else, but has anybody else's appearance changed at all? And as you look at Garnet, his red skin has taken on a much darker tinge to it. The black tattoos that he has on his uh, upper arms have begun to take on a more purple hue. The white, um, the white parts on his hair 
and his eyes have turned completely purple. Professor Jackson screams again and jumps off and jumps into Winnow's arms. <laughs> it does not catch you. <laughs> yeah. You'll remember that we know he's had a text-based character. <laughs> Primal mud... Well, we know. I, I know. I know. It was a fair, a fair tax for my uncouth behaviour. But please, get out of my shoes, back. I don't want to be turned into mud. Okay, just because the mud here does seem to be a little bit weird, but you really should also consider wearing socks sometime. <laughs> you know, just for hygiene's sake. Takes the shoes and just kind of gives them back. Slips them on very sheepishly. <laughs> and imagine a little bit. <laughs> I imagine that you dust of your uh, feet, and it's like baby face. It's just soft as hell. It clearly have done some job on on your, the calluses of your feet. <laughs> Beautiful, just and for free. Um, <laughs> you tie up. You, you lace on your uh, your shoes, and. Something that you will also remember about your reading is that this place is like full of danger. You know, like everything he's want to eat you, like from the soil to some flora and obviously some monsters. But this place is very quiet. It's just like, what is everyone? I'm gonna go over to Garnot and just kind of try to inspect, like, hmm. Well, you seem to be taking on a darker hue. Do you feel any different? Uh, I had a bit of a tingly sensation when I got out of the got out of the water there, but but other than that, I feel I feel it's not. I mean, my headaches have gone, if Your if that helps. Gone. But I think I think they have anyway. They've gone for the moment at least. Maybe they were caused by a build-up of some sort of power that has now become manifest in here. It could it's be like I, a release I, of pressure. It could be. I, I, I mean, my, my my dad did say that that um, my appearance did change uh, when he took me out of the Feywild when when I was when I was a baby. But I didn't think much of it. I didn't really understand what he meant. So um... you look awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Really and I smile. Cool. And you see that my teeth are now jagged. Oh. Hey, Matchy! Lifts up the mask a little bit. I just caught my tongue. <laughs> you get oh. used to it. Um, Wait, do I look any different? Professor Jack says, and testimonial, make me a either nature or history check. Your choice. Nature history. I'll also, we know. Also, we know. Uh, either way, any of those. And History what? check for me, Eight, 26. Check. Oh. Minus one for both of them, so that's an 11. <laughs> it takes a while for, for like, you're just making the maths, and at some point, like, almost in the same, the two of you, like, Eureka, <laughs> and bugbears. The idea of a bugbear comes to your mind. It's like, ah, uh, nah. And then you just <laughs> let it go. <laughs> Um, so, um, when we uh, introduced uh, the scene last, last game, told you that there was a, um, sort of almost man-made trail 
made of uh not made but it seems like the roots of the trees have been um put in a certain disposition that looks like a bridge or like a trail it even has like a hand uh, rail for you to take and just a very faint light uh at the end but you might just interpret that is uh a lot of um fungi lighting the way very well curated entrance I'm to a mystical realm so well curated i'm almost looking for signs like <laughs> uh, having been to the, having been to the underdark uh, oh. before, uh, you know, testimony would look around for configurations of roots or or wall carvings. Make me or, a perception, or yeah, maybe make perception check. Perception check. Ah, uh, he. That's a two. Oh, uh, it's dim light here, so. Mm -hmm. As much as you want to, you know, like, okay, using your logic and your brain is like, okay, where would I put a sign for someone that has just arrived? It should be here, but it's not there. Or maybe here, but it's not there. And you sort of lose your mind into this, trying to, to find out this uh, sign. And you trip with one of the, <laughs> with one of the roots. And... <laughs> You don't fall to the ground. Somebody, something catches you. And suddenly you are like being hauled by a couple of arms. But you don't know where those arms come from until it sort of shakes and a lot of uh, soil falls to the ground as if somebody would have been just buried into the ground, catches you. Okay. Oh, I'm really sorry. I sometimes don't know, I put my roots. And it's just like a very friendly, young uh, dryad. And this dryad, uh, so dryads are usually like these uh, female presenting trees. Mm -hmm. And you will expect some um, leaves on the on the hair and etc. But this one, instead of having those uh, beautiful green leaves, it has like clusters of fungi, but those that are like a crest, I think. So she was very, very um, close to the skin and she looks beautiful. Uh, most of the fungi on the hair uh, shine with like purplish light. And yeah, you can see from the waist down, um, where it should be legs, there is more like a cluster of um, roots that look malleable. And do you assume that this is how she um, moves around? We know you quickly notice one tattoo. It's very small. It's just uh, along uh, the left arm. And yeah, she just puts back testimonial on his feet. And she says, uh, welcome, everybody. I guess that's what you were expecting. My name is Sarah. 
name's what? Sarah. <laughs> hey, we know we know somebody called Sarah. We know we know someone called Sarah. No, but like in S A R A. S A. Oh, oh the boring different. way. I mean, I mean the 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 um the 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 pretty way. <laughs> yeah. I, I I guess um um I I like it. I think it's beautiful. I'm glad you like it. Um, can I? So, we kind of that tattoo. Yeah, we've been waiting for you. It just took you like two weeks longer than expected, but you know, time here is weird. Um, are you you, or are you someone else? I am someone else. But if that's what you mean, you're talking about him, right? Yeah, we we met another yeah. who had been taken well, over. Uh, he's waiting for you, and I'm here to take you to him. Do I have an option? Did not yeah, go. You you may not come, but you are here already. Um, but there is some stuff that you should know about the situation. Um, we all heard about Ebony. Uh, he was one of the good ones. And um, yeah, when I say one of the good ones is one of the friendly ones, he didn't try to damage you, right? It was literally inside of his mouth. Yeah, but he... I mean, he was told to, you know. Um, when everything happened, we all were forced to come here. And some people tried not to, and there were consequences. Um, then we all were explaining why we are here and some people was angry some people was okay my position is a little bit more like everything is gonna die at some point so what the hell uh cycle of life you know um but yeah some people has, is very angry at you and they might try to kill you so that's why I need to take you safely if I can right but you so sorry are you under the power of Gorgonor yes okay so you're the person that was really angry at me and is gonna try and kill me if I come with you no 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 I'm just here to take you safely and there might be others like us pointing at the tattoo that will we actually try to kill you. One moment, please. Huddle, group huddle, group huddle. <laughs> I'm a bit, I'm a bit confused by all of this because they're saying that the the, the Tabaxi person was not really friendly and all that, but weren't they? Didn't they bring like two big? rare things to kill us so what happens to the three of us if they take you yeah, exactly 
there was there was evil intent there and i'm they keep saying take me safely to somewhere but she's under the power of gorgonor who is very angry with me and might want to kill me but is also one of the friendly ones i have no idea what this girl's going on about uh, I, I don't. Uh, the motivations are conflicted. Yes, I, I don't know much about deities, so I don't know where this accent's gone. It's uh, it's the fear, the feedback has gotten into me throat a bit. <coughs> right, yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I've got no idea. This whole um, higher being thing is well above my head. Do you know anything, Roger? He don't know anything either. Sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. I did not mean to drag you guys into this. This was just supposed to be escort mission. Um, shall we just jump through the pool again? Just keep you guys safe. I, I mean, admittedly, it was kind of our idea to sort of, you know, jump in and, and be like, you know, we need to address the issue that's on the other side because we were getting a bit lost before, so... Maybe this Grogorog will be able to tell us, um, like, the way out sort of thing? I think a, a, a better question is, Winnow, do you want to do this yourself? Because, I, I mean, if you say the word, I'd be quite happy to jump back back through the pool and um, <laughs> I'd look back, probably. Um, but I, I, if you if you want to do this, I feel like we, we are obliged morally to support you but this a, pre, a friendly warning when you do with any well any of us folk in general is whatever they say is generally the opposite and whatever the opposite is is generally still wrong um so i, I don't know if you can take this person at face value as such they're making it sound far too simple it's concerning, and <laughs> I don't trust anybody very well. So that, that might be a, a more of a anyway. Um, yes. Test testimonial. One of the, I mean, I think the only way forward is through, and the our escort mission is, hasn't hasn't changed. So we, for the moment, have more eyes than Sarah has, so we can keep an eye on them uh, as we as we walk through and look at for things with more eyes. So <laughs> I think this might be at least uh, an efficient way of going. And I think perhaps uh, while we follow this path, we could perhaps leave a trail or something for us to find our ways back. Should we have to quickly uh, separate ourselves from, from them and run back to the pool? Okay, trail sounds like a good idea. So the consensus is we go along with this, even though it's, I, I really, I, it really feels like I'm walking into a trap and I'm really, I'm sorry to bring you guys along into my bullshit that I actually <laughs> wanted to be on a more educated platform on before I started dealing with it. But here we are. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. As long as, long as us coming with you isn't like a threat or anything to yourself or or to us or anything then like i mean what i mean by that is if if we say to this this lovely dryad person here now you know can my friends come and they go no and then try to kill us sort of thing Sarah? 
So when Ebony came, there were also some constructs that were actually attacking my friends. Um, is that gonna keep happening if we go with you? Uh, no, you come with me. But I don't control the ones that are angry at you. Are there any nearby? I mean, I was lost in thought. I didn't notice you. Are should are there any constructs? Uh, you know I could nearby? try to find out, but I'm actually not keen into using the tattoo. The eyes are not friendly. Do the eyes happen every time you use it down here? Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that's, that's an entire weapon just out of my arsenal. Um. <laughs> uh, but, but, so the eyes, when you fought with Ebony, there was no eyes on you. There was eyes on Ebony, but not eyes on you. Yeah. There was just like a glimpse for a second, but nothing happened. But you get the eyes. I do get the eyes. Okay. Everyone, if you're happy to come with me, please do. Um, and I promise to keep all of my key for healing because we we're gonna make it out of this, but it seems very, you know, you know, there's only one way to go and it looks like going backwards, we're just gonna get lost and Sorry, I'm just, I'm just, I'm sorry. You're all right. We, you know, we agreed to come with you, uh, Sarah. I, I, I've got a question for you. If you, if you wouldn't, if, if you'd entertain it for me, as it means you seem to know uh, a lot about this Grogger Rob. Um, does the size of the tattoo that the person has is that does that matter? Is that like an, an indication of how uh, supportive they are, or how much control that? this entity has over them because I, I noticed that yours is rather small compared to Winnow's and the uh, the Tabaxi person. So I'm just wondering. Uh, the power of the tattoos still remain the same as what they were put onto us. So when they first inscribe into our skin, that power still remain the same. But the more you use them, the more the influence of Gorgonor happens. Um, right. The tattoo may take over your body, but that does that doesn't make it more or less powerful. It's just more about the influence of Gorgonor on on onto you. Uh, uh, at least I can only use it once a day, I guess. Yeah, that is true, and, and you you've not had it for that long, so the influence might not be as bad as what as what we think. I mean, definitely, if you've not had any. Eyeballs come out at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but there is some people that they have just surrendered to it and embrace the power that comes with it. Some people, I hope we don't find any, but they're just constantly covering eyes. They are probably not themselves anymore. And the eyes. Can the eyes be closed? Can they be? Sorry, say again. Can the eyes be closed? Can their gaze be turned oh, away? From, that's a uh, really from good the question. I have never experienced that. But I guess there should be a way. Everything could be... 
you can see that she's now thinking about it like maybe we maybe there is a way to sort this out yeah i have a quick question um so i'm i'm being led to believe that this tattoo and grudges that certain entities may have against me uh rightly so to be honest um i also have a bit of a curse with me for certain abilities that i cannot access anymore and someone said something that made me think that that was the case for other people with the tattoo have you got any other kind of uh, limitations um as a druid i haven't been able to um wild shape in a while ah i, I am really sorry binding don't worry i mean what would be the point of me being angry at you? Insight check. Insight check. <laughs> okay, 18, 19, 20, 21, 20, 23. 23. Uh, she is lying. She is very angry at you. Oh, no. But you also <laughs> notice the, the, like, I'd rather take you safe because that's more, that's, to my convenience, right? Like, I'm, I, I am, a, I, I'm a angry at you, but I'm so afraid of Gorgonon. So you, you can feel the, you can read it between the lines that there is more to her objectives, but she's been sincere, telling you, I will take you safe. Okay, I guess we have a way. By the, by the way, um, this was, this is all based on an accident. You should really be angry with Gorgonor. This is... I've said I'm sorry a million times. I'm just trying my best here. Uh, she says, we know. We know. As in trying to make a... a war game with your name. And we know. <laughs> so, um... She started walking or whatever motion roots can do. It's more like an octopi movement. Um, and she heads to this sort of bridge, and I assume you follow, and it's just so dark. How, how do I put it like? So the Feywild would be like beguiling and almost um, overwhelming all your senses. But in here is, most of it is darkness. But the few lights that you can see create these kind of patterns of light. And uh, at some point you can even see that there is creatures, large creatures that also are a little bit bioluminous or maybe they have clusters of fungi on them, but you can just see them passing, maybe flying or just going out of a swamp and going back. It's beautiful, but it's also a little bit um, un unsettling because the fact that you cannot actually see much here is like, ah, what the hell is going on? Is this thing's gonna eat me? Who knows? Um, you walk for about like 10 minutes and the scene doesn't change much. You can ju just keep on this trail. 
Uh, but at some point, Sarah talks to Professor Jaxis and says, you are from this plane. Well, not necessarily born in this plane, but you are an Latrine, right? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yes, uh, my generations back, I, I do believe um, they would have originated, well, not here in the Fale Dark, and up above. I don't, I don't believe Aladrin particularly liked it down here overall. And then she acknowledged you in Droidic. Uh, and she's like, so what is, how someone like with your nature ends up like this and points out at your almost perfect outfit from a city boy working in almost, she will, she will see you working in an office, almost like being trapped. She's like, don't you miss it? I, I, I like my, 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 my comforts and my, my conveniences and, you know, um, a nice, a nice bed and warm for half. And, and I, 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 I appreciate the study of my lineage and the fascinating world that is the Fey realm, but I, I, I just, I just, it is all just quite impossible to me. To be out here or not to be inside? I, I like it inside and I, I love learning and teaching and showing people what this incredible place is, but I like talking about it and not being out in it. As long as you're not afraid, because yeah. let me tell you, there's nothing to be afraid. I mean, yeah, Gorgonor, but I'm talking about be free and outside and sleep under the stars. Oh, gosh. Um, yes, I, I'm sure I'm not afraid of the outside or sleeping on, on the grass or walking without shoes on. Uh, uh, no, it's, <laughs> it is all, uh, no, it is, it is, it's incredible and beautiful. And he leans in closer. It's just not, it's just not for me. I don't, I don't think. Um, but I'm here now, and one can only be positive moving forward. That is very true. That is and also, shit's scared. But we, we only have with. the here and now. She keep walking, and she, she, she kind of tried to keep taps on everyone of you, just making chit chat about it. You don't know if she is. Well, I guess Professor Jack says Garnot and testimonial. You don't know if she is analyzing you, but we know with the previous insight, you you are suspicious of everything. That just to keep it, uh, just to be sure, just in case you interpret her actions as she is taking like an inventory of your abilities and everything. So it's coming more and more suspicious that what real intentions are uh, from this person. Anyways, 
Uh, there is a, there is some point where uh, it just takes like a little bit too long, and it's too quiet. It's like, are we lost again? But then testimonial is just like, wait a minute, haven't been. I don't know. No, 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 no. Don't don't, don't worry. Don't be paranoid. And <laughs> could you please make me a investigation check? An investigation check right away, comparing with my notes, and we have a twenty-five. So, you notice that you haven't actually been walking that much, but it's actually the the um so the the uh, the roots or the the bridge that is the one that has been moving, and with a little bit more of attention, you can just follow the trail, very faint trail of um possible um fungi over mm -hmm. some of the roots and you can see two massive trees at your side just walking next to you and it's a thing that is sort of transporting you over the top of this um this uh this bridge made of roots uh, and at some point all of you just feel like uh suddenly stop just like when the when the bus suddenly stops in a in a crossing and sarah goes oh here we are. Um, unfortunately, there is two options. Whether we swim across the swamp or we go across the plain. And let me tell you something. There is dangerous things in the water but there is someone in the fields that will be happy to see we know, if you know what I mean. All good adventurers swim at every opportunity. <laughs> this is known. <laughs> I don't like your tone on someone happy to see me. <laughs> to, to play devil's advocate, though, Sarah said there's many dangerous things in the water, but said there's only one thing that's going to be happy to see you in the fields. Yes, but I feel like a true would like we, we're doing an adventure by the book. <laughs> we have to get this right at every opportunity. And it, I think that means swimming. If, if you if you want to go in the field, and, and go against my advice, we can do that. We can totally do that. I'm just... I'm just saying how, how I would do it. Uh, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but um, I would be more than happy to follow uh, your, your lead on this. If, if I've seen the way that you swim, so if you if you think swimming's the best option for us, I'm, I'm all there for it. What does everyone else think? <laughs> yeah. I remember it's, it's, testimonials dive. Well, I mean, that was the dive into the unknown. This is this seems this seems like a flatter expanse. Does it does it look shorter than the plains? I turned to Sarah. Is this which distances gets us I to our destination? It quicker? is just which danger you want to face. Uh, and do you do you join us on this on this venture? Do you continue to accompany us, or are we? No, no, this is up to where I get. This is where you, who should we 
be seeing on the other side, wherever this other side is. Most likely Gorgonar. Most likely, most likely Gorgonar. <laughs> hmm. I feel like I could wait. wait. Let's see. Is there not a clever tricksy way we can avoid both of these options and do something else? Uh, Is that not the adventurer's way? We should be clever. One fly. Well, I, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't fly. I can swim quite well, funnily enough. <laughs> but generally, I prefer it in you know the um, the private spa pool. Um, a swamp <laughs> sounds terrifying. When you say that, you you see some uh, steam coming out of the swamp. You don't know if this is gaseous decomposition <laughs> or maybe it's warm inside. Who knows? Uh, can we see the other side of the swamp? Can we see the destination? Our destination? Um, or, is it just like, or is it just like swamp? <laughs> no, no, you can see like at some point um a trail again okay oh so we don't have to fully swim then if you can float i guess you can just go oh. through it i mean the field Wait, seems I... like the easy option so i feel like there's a trap there oh definitely oh I, we know, I just, I oh, now, now I'm thinking the other way. <laughs> but remember, whatever they say, do the opposite, but then do the opposite of that, because what they're expecting is for you to do the opposite. And then, hold on, I've got myself confused. Um, <laughs> and then if you do, yes, if you do the opposite and then you double bluff back, you don't do as they say. Okay, Percy, can you get a whiteboard out and we can do a diagram to see if we can figure this one out? <laughs> Brainstorm, I love these. <laughs> Flip over to uh, a clean page of the book. Pens for everyone. Is there That's any, fun. like, falling down logs or anything anywhere we could, like, make a boat, or, like a raft or something out of and sort of paddle um, our way across? I guess if you take time, you can... Uh, chop off one of the uh, I mean it will take a long time but I guess you can try oh I don't think Sarah will appreciate that if we start chopping up uh, trees um I can get to the other side on my own oh. without with, without swimming I have a capacity uh with the spell uh thunder um, thunderstep however I can't bring anybody with me I'm not sure I'm comfortable letting you go over there and potentially get attacked by a construct before we can get to you. But they don't, they won't know who 90 I am. Feet. I think with 90 feet, you could reach the other side. What yeah. sounds rather loud, that does. It but does thunders. sound rather loud. Aye, aye, is a, a thing that happens. I believe I'm going to say this, but I do actually know I could turn myself in... I could, I, I could transform into a creature that would probably be able to keep track fairly well of what is going on underneath the spell, uh, underneath the swamp, um, by turning into a certain creature. Um, it could be potentially very helpful. Uh, um, I don't want to, but I could do it. Um, and if I went first, you 
and I was under in the waters of the swamp, I could give you some friendly warnings about things to either avoid or um, eviscerate in our travels or to the other side, maybe? It sounds like we're going with the swamp. Sounds like it. So, so Professor, you're going to scout ahead as your uh, animal? Yes, but I will will turn myself into a creature, um, but I will only be going maybe five, ten feet, and the warning of whether there's something there or not will be me returning to the very rear of you all and hiding behind you all. (laughs) I'd just like to say that that's that's actually very very cool. I, I like that. That's that's very very cool. Yes. Well, just bear with me. Let me get. And he gets one of the books out of his bag, and you can see this like atlas of Faerun, um monsters uh, and creatures. And he goes through it, and he says, like, "I just need to. I've seen one before. I'm sure. I've definitely seen one before." And he begins like trawling through this book, and it's this like. Um, incredibly detailed, unnecessarily um, complicated book of um, animals and their anatomy and everything like that. And he's going through and this honestly takes like 10 minutes because he doesn't (laughs) go to the front and like look in the contents and find the creature. He goes through every single page until he finds the one he's looking for. And he looks for, ah, yes. Um, Garnet, good sir, could you just hold this open on this page in front of me so I can uh, prepare myself? I hold it, but the back of the book, the front and back of the book, is facing you to start off with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my good fellow, if you just could turn, turn it around. Oh, but it's a pr- fine, it was a pretty picture, but go on in, I'll turn it around. Um, and I, I believe these are called crocodiles. I've seen one before. Um, and, and he begins to slowly warp and spin and poof into a crocodile um, and sort of slivers into the the swamp water and I'll, I guess I'll begin to have a look around. When I was just kind of next to Garnot and she's just like, huh, I remember I could do that when I could do that with people. (laughs) You could turn people into crocodiles? Oh no, I could turn myself into other people. Wait, what? That's really Let's cool. Go. Yes. <laughs> Start waiting so how, how big? Okay. Uh, take me through what you want to do with a crocodile. So, um, the crocodile has um, not the best passive perception. It has a passive perception of 10, um, um, but I can... It has... Swim speed of 30, I can hold my breath for 15 minutes. And basically, I'm just assuming because it's, it's not one of its natural habitats I can go through as a crocodile, do a little bit of scanning. Is it a large, a huge? It is a standard size one. I do not have access to a giant crocodile yet. Okay, so it's medium one. Okay. Um, so all of you see how uh, transformation happens in front of you and Professor Jaxis slash crocodile crocodile they did slide into the water and the first thing that you realize is that from the first time that you arrive the temperature is not like freezing cold but it's much more colder than uh where you were before 
obviously you are on, on the ground, so makes sense. But these waters are actually warm, not boiling, but they are warm. And I guess we call them swamps because the water is dark, but it's not because it's dirty, just because of the lack of um, of light. So the, the, of course there is branches here and there, not not like clear clear water, but it's not dirty. So you start moving on. If you try to get really low, you notice that it's not that deep. It's probably eight feet or ten in the deepest. Uh, but at some point, could you please make me a dexterity saving throw? Okay. That is uh, eight twenty. Oh, not the best dex. That is a four. Uh, you bump with something, and you take. You 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 you. Where are you? Seven points of fire damage. Oh. And then you you feel this movement in the water, like if uh, you you all actually see uh two uh waves or two sources of movement in the water, the, the ones that are outside. You might not be able to see much, but with a little bit of reflection of light in the water, you can see that some points were from steel to there is something moving on in S figure. Um, you bump to this thing, but you feel like the thing moves away and you can still go in. With 30 feet of movement, you are a third, or probably about halfway to the other side. So let's say you are almost in the middle of this yes, thing. Yes, I probably wouldn't go too far away from the group if they don't, if they're not following. He'd probably wait to see their feet through the water following before he'd go any further. Um, max like 20 feet away from them at any point. <laughs> As you keep going, you feel this time something that doesn't quite bump to you, but just slightly touches the back of your tail. Probably you feel a similar sort of sensation. So, so your tail will be like this, and you feel a similar body sort of swimming next to you. And let's see. Is this thing five feet? Yes, you take all the seven points of damage as you start feeling now. And do we uh, see his reactions? Are you, <laughs> Professor, are you? <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> the first one would have, uh, I think if it, if it went flitted away, he wouldn't have bothered. But if he's, to be fair, yeah, that's only a seven. Uh, so that's lower than my passive anyway. Uh, you, 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 you clearly know that there is two creatures in the water with you, but none of them are being aggressive to you. It's just that mm. every time they come close to you, you feel the heat 
of their bodies. Okay. Do they look like they're swimming away, or are they swimming like towards the party? Um, as one is swimming next to you, and the other one is hard to say. Probably stayed back. So it would be between you and the party. One next to you, one between. Yeah, each each time I would have if I if I if it was going to be waiting, I'd want to like pop my head up, you know how crocodiles sort of come up, um, and sort of turn around, look at them, and like almost like nod to in the direction of the thing, <laughs> and then he'd go back under the water, go to the next thing, and if he sees something else, he would then nod and basically give warnings as he's going uh, to to either avoid. And so basically giving them a better path to follow through um, the water to avoid it best they can. So on the other side, you see how Professor Jaxis just keeps going. There is not so besides there being uh, damage, the velocity or the speed hasn't changed much. So you can, you have the sense that Oh yeah, he's confident, no danger. Although you know that there is these two creatures in the water. After uh, the professor's gone about, I don't know, 15, 20 feet, I kind of do a signal to kind of, let's go. Yeah, right, yeah. It, it would be totally evil of us to then to choose, to now choose to go the field way, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, but I kind of yeah. have a vested interest in keeping the professor alive, even you know, if he's a bit of a pampered, frisky, intellectual type. Is he what? The shoes? Is it the shoes? It's well, just, it's the suit. <laughs> I'll be Isn't honest. Like getting dirty, you know. I'll be honest. winnow has been wearing the shoe, the shoes around their neck for quite a while now, and I've not caught a whiff of anything out of them. So. His feet don't stink. Even though he doesn't wear socks. Which is odd. Yeah, maybe it's he's, an Aladrin thing. He's a very <laughs> nice person, though. Let's go. Let's go save him. <laughs> so, uh, I I flipped through, I while we were watching him, uh, I've been flipping through my book, and uh, including my small book, and I was like, oh, I can't believe, so familiar, this had happened. Uh, I, I cast Alter Self on myself for aquatic adaptation. So I'm a terrible diver, but I am a sufficient underwater breather. So I just tread into the into the water and I've got some webbing between my fingers. Right. And uh, you know, under underneath the uh the mutton chops, they sort of flip back and I've got gills and they act a little finny. So I'm perfectly happy to thunk, mm-hmm. uh swim uh swim along and uh assist in the scouting. And you don't have to you don't have to worry about me or making a huge amount of noise <laughs> with the uh, with the thunder sound. <laughs> so the three of you is gonna jump. Uh, no one has a swimming speed, right? I do. Oh, you do. Okay, I so do. I get. I, it's my it's my walking speed now. It's twenty five. Great. Uh, so the last thing you see before diving, of course, you're gonna come back to the surface. Mm-hmm. Is Sarah? start conjuring like light um lights or dancing lights um and those dancing lights sort of submerge into the water and is there when you see those two large creatures sort of serpentine with uh fins that are spiked 
And I will ask you to roll for initiative. Oh no. Oh, Sarah. Sarah, you scamp. <laughs> Did not roll good. 15 for testimony. 22. Okay. Ooh, nice. uh, remember that uh, we know rolls with disadvantage. 16 then. 8 for Garnot. 8 for Garnot. 14 for the prof. Evie, uh, can you repeat yours? 16. Sorry? 16. 16. Nice. All right. And this thing is... So, uh, being the... Even if you feel very tired um, with your muscles, you still have the sense of duty of, I brought these people to here and they will have to deal with my shade. That still you are the quickest to act. So this is very clear a scenario. There's not much in the water to um, to to describe, except that there is probably 40 feet away from you, Professor Jaxis, which is being followed by a marine serpentine, let's call it. This is large, so it will be uh, 20 feet long. And in between you and those two creatures, there is a second creature, which is exactly the same, but it's just they're going like, not in circles, but kind of expectating something. So um, your movement, except for uh, testimonial, will be halved. So for window and Garnet. Um, and the creature that is in the middle is 20 feet away from you. Luckily, my regular walking speed is 45 feet, so I can easily reach the 20 foot away creature. Absolutely. I'm guessing they look aggressive. The one that is next to Professor Jaxis is looks more aggressive than the one in the middle. Okay, and that's between us. Yeah. Uh, if I try and just go past it to the aggressive one, it's gonna it's gonna get it's gonna get Mardi on me. Uh, Educated. And you guess. will have to go like a long way to go around. Yes. I mean, I could go under. Under, correct. There's three-dimensional space. It's swimming. Absolutely. So, with your movement, you will get. I, th I think you will need three turns of, or um, not three rounds, but three sets of movement. So it could be movement, action, dash. So in one turn, you could be almost on the other side of the creature. And next round, you could get to Professor Jaxis. So what I could do is I could attack the thing in between us with a stunning strike, hoping it works, <laughs> and then use my bonus action to dash the rest of the way. I mean, yes, you could. Um, I'm not happy about that. Good, then I'm going to do it. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. <laughs> okay. Cool. I'll give the two attacks. Uh, so that is a... That's a dirty 20 
And a 23 to hit? Yeah, both hit. Cool. One of them is a stunning strike. Uh, so can it make a con save, please? Con save. What's uh, this say? Uh, it's only 13. I got a six. <laughs> cool. I'll just dump this real quick. Uh, ooh, okay, so that's six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 20. So that's 10. And then 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 20. 22 points of damage on the thing between, and it is stunned. Mm -hmm. um, and then I bonus action dash to the next one. Good. Uh, could you please take seven points of fire damage from that hit? As when you hit, you feel. Even before the heat, the, the water around this creature is boiling. Boiling, so when you you feed hits, you receive some damage. Um, and you will keep going. So, um, yeah, you can make it to Professor Jaxis. So at this point, Professor Jaxis, and just behind you there is a window, and just next to you there is another creature, which is also going to provoke some fire damage to window. So could you please take another seven points of fire damage? Whenever you're in the vicinity of one of these things. Yeah. Uh, Professor Jaxis. No, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Anything else, we know? I would like to give a reassuring nod to the professor and just like, a, I got you, I'm here. How <laughs> can you describe like a dawning dread in a crocodile's eyes? Picking <laughs> nice. <King> starts. <laughs> Thank you. Next one is testimonial. I think it's all about the number of bubbles that you blow out as you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> like but in, in in code or something. So uh, so what we just entered just entered the water. Uh, Twenty five speed. I see widow had <laughs> sucker punched this uh, giant <laughs> snake <laughs> looking thing. Uh, knocked it out. So I'm not. Uh, it looks stunned. So I'm not terribly concerned about it. So I will. Um, use my full movement um and the and a dash to bring me uh bring me along so what is perhaps your a little bit path my speed is 25. 25 so that would be 10 probably a little bit more so you will get 25 if you use your action and your movement so yeah. 25 Total. Well, this one you does have a swimming speed. This is my swim speed. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. So that yeah. would be fifty. With yeah. fifty, you can go perfectly around the creature in the middle. Yeah. Assuming that you have notice, make me a perception check. Okay. Noticing is something that I've been famously good at all <laughs> 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 campaign. And uh, well, it just keeps going. I'm so fixated on my goal uh, <laughs> that so you uh, want I'm to reach um, Professor Jaxis. That on the way, you just pass 
slightly close enough to receive okay. seven points of damage. Sure. And get, I guess you're flanking with a with the nature of a wizard. You will never get like engaged fully. So you're like five or ten feet on the left of Winnow and uh, Mr. Uh, Professor Jaxis. Yeah. Um, any bonus action? Uh, the full the full movement is twenty five. The bonus action. Um, so I see the other one now. So the other one is kind of in range. How close is the other one to uh, to us? Um, the one that is not paralyzed. The one that is not paralyzed. The one that the is one. not paralyzed is melee range with Professor Jaxis and Winnow. That puts you fifteen uh, feet away. Okay, fifteen feet away. Okay. So, I think I will, uh, <laughs> I, I swim fine, but uh, don't have a lot to do under underwater. So, I'll prepare an acid arrow in case there's a, there's an attack from that big creature. I want to stand, I want to stand ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much. Um. Uh... Is there any specific swimming style that you use? Butterfly style? <laughs> doggy? It's totally doggy style. Like it's, it's <laughs> you know, like how you look through cards in a card catalog. I'm primarily using my hands to pull myself for, forward, like I'm rifling through uh, record albums or, or a page. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, next one is the one that is paralyzed, which cannot do anything, right? Not until the end of my next turn. Uh, so I imagine that is sinking a little bit, not much, but sinking. So uh, let me roll a before one. So uh, five feet. It sinks five feet. So. Garnot, you would decide to you you, you see with with the whole lights now that are in, uh, lighting the the um, the map, uh, you can see how it sinks and there is a little bit of freeway to go just close to the surface and without the need of going underneath or around. And I would say make me a perception check. Certainly can. Thirteen. Uh, yeah, you see this weird. So when uh, when there is this difference of temperature between hot water and, water and cold water, you see this funny effect in the light. So you can interpret it. You can deduce that uh, the heating of the water. Uh-huh. Cool. But that will be on your turn. So, but this is the turn of the one that is not paralyzed next to Professor Jaxis. And given that they feel that they are the apex of this pond, they will attack you. (gasps) But fear not. They will... um, Bite you. No, they will grapple you. So could you please... That's going to be a contested one. So I got a 21, and you can use athletics or um, acrobatics. Uh, that's only a 15, uh, 17. 17. So you are grapple, 
uh, so your speed is zero, and you take five, seven points of fire damage. I pop back into Professor Jax's form. Great. Uh, so, Professor Jaxis, you are a grapple. Who immediately begins to scream. And that is going to be its turn. Not entirely sure if he's more upset about being grappled or the fact that he's now wet. <laughs> <laughs> My shoes! <laughs> um, oh, your book. I imagine that your book is like... I imagine like a... Uh, oh, my books are definitely in like a war leather seal. Like <laughs> in, yeah. uh, thank you. Uh, next one is Professor Jaxis. It's your turn. Um, uh, uh, um, I am going to bonus action face step and teleport. 30 foot to an unoccupied space I can see. So I imagine that probably is in the direction of where we're trying to go. You uh, see, like an improvised deck that after a few uh, meters, it becomes again a clear and nice path made of roots. I will teleport there and I get an effect. Um, the creature needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Mm. I don't think they are really wishy. They are not. But afraid. Uh, they are now frightened of me <laughs> until the end of my next turn. Um, yes. You're just that angry at being wet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, as the, um, I imagine the face step as a winter... Um, Aladrin is almost ah. That's probably why it's frightened. Is it, he, his body is replaced by like an ice um, replacement? So he leaves, but his full body shape is still there in like a block of ice, and so it's like grappled around some ice. And I imagine because it's a heat creature, that immediately would scare it. Um, and then for my action. Um, he will shout. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to stop them. Get out of there, we know. Get away from it. <clears throat> and he will cast Entangle. I'm going to see if I can try. Uh, so, the, oh, it was Mrs. Step a uh, feature? Because, yes. I mean, do you still spell. cast yeah. a spell? Yeah, it's not a spell. It's a class feature. I don't believe it counts, but I'll double check. Yeah. One burner section. Face step. Yeah, face step, I think it's... Uh... Yeah, face step isn't um, the normal spell version. It's mm -hmm. its its own thing. Uh, not misty stepping. Yeah, no. Um, so it, it wouldn't count as casting, I don't think? No. No. Awesome. Uh, and I will attempt to cast Entangle and see if I can grapple this one back and give Winnow an advantage or an escape. Uh, they both fit, if that helps. Oh, yeah, then I'll, I'll try and get them both. Perfect. Oh. 
Now the yeah. question is... I'll throw out, um, and the, it's the roots of all the swamp trees and or roots. Um, are the trees, sorry, I don't know what I'm trying to think of, like what fauna I'd use to entangle them with. <laughs> what kind of save is it? It is a strength saving throw. Strength. Uh, uh, just let me double check about uh, Ivy. What is the condition? Is it paralyzed or stunned? Stunned. Uh, they are or be stunned. Oh. No. I don't know if they just auto fail. Let me see. Conditions. Stunned. Stone creature is incapacitated, say conditions, creature automatically takes strength and dexterity. Dexterity. Nice. So the one in the middle, did you see like whatever um I'd imagine that the Venus Swan probably, you know, uh Lotus. So it's a very spiky kind of road mm. starting to uh to uh, engulf in this creature. Um don't pull it completely, but they sink again, and they're gonna stay there uh, ten feet uh, away from the surface. The one that is not paralyzed will make the save strength for a fourteen. That fails. It is restrained as well. So there, this one is restrained. Yes. Restraint and restrain is um, zero. They cannot move, attack with advantage, disadvantage, and disadvantage on dexterity saves. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, not for me, but. Well, <laughs> yeah, he holds his staff out and he, he sort of dug it into the wet soil um, to try and spread out these um, spiky um, growths. And then he, I, he'll shout out, they're both. Grabbed, get get over here as quickly as possible. Beautiful. So that is Garnot, you're next. So how far is it to the other end of the swamp where we need to get to? Uh 60 feet. So 20 feet from you is the first creature that is now sinking. Yep. 40 feet is Winnow and another creature that is entangled. And another 20 is the deck where Professor Jaxi is. So just think 20, 20, 20. Cool. Um, and would, are we wading through this? So is it like up to my waist or am I actually proper swimming through it? Proper swimming. Proper swimming through it, okay. I'm gonna sink under the water. I'm gonna be like, I'll be with you in a sec. I'm gonna sink under the water a little bit and you watch as what would normally be white psionic energy that would form around Garnot is actually purple now, and it begins forming around me, and I just burst out of the water towards a nearby tree. I land on the tree, and I hop between the different trees 60 feet and land next to Professor uh, Jaxus as I use my uh, tele telekinetic thrust and basically anime style jump through the trees. <laughs> wow. I'm pretty sure this is I'm pretty sure there's a cyan that uses purple aura. I know there is a blue one, but 
I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just loving the image of uh, Karna just going super Saiyan, just burst into it. Um, thank you very much for that, indeed. Um, as you jump to the other side, you land superhero three points pose next to Professor Jaxis. You can see both of you what is left on the of the combat, which is uh, two creatures being entangled. Uh, we know uh, testimonial in the still on the on mm -hmm. the pond, um, but doesn't seem there is much movement except for the one that is not paralyzed, just fighting against these vines that came from underneath. I do still have an action because that was my that was a bonus action. Absolutely. Um, so, how far is testimonial away from me? 40, 30 or 40 uh, feet? 30 feet. 30 feet, okay. I'm just going to look to Winnow and go, I know you can get here quick enough, Winnow. I'll see you in a minute, all right? <laughs> and as I land next to Professor Jaxus and this aura is around me, my eyes glow bright purple, and I reach my hand out to uh, to the professor, uh, to uh, testimonial, and I go, you've seen me do this before, just let it happen, mate. <laughs> and I'm going to telekinetically move testimonial up onto the deck with us. Wow. <laughs> nice. Sorry. Nice. What? I yeah, feel like cool. I'm pulled massively backwards like a like a like a like a puppy out of a pool. <laughs> One it's one of those I, things where I pull you out and you're like going, ah, and I just step to the side and let you and Jax just crash into each other. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Kind of Thank you, Roger. This must be how Roger feels. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, yes. Um, I will. But that now is my turn. As three of you on, on this improvised deck are safe and sound, uh, the two of you see how the lights under the water, they suddenly disappear. And uh, when you look back to the other side of the deck, there is this massive figure it almost looked like a statue uh we know you are on water but the other three are getting familiar to quickly identify these tattoos and this sort of statue has one of them and you just notice how on the right hand they have a short sword and is being trusted into Sarah's back. So this creature is impaling Sarah and Professor Jexis, you hear in your mind in Dridic, you should wake up. And this figure just leaves the corpse under the on the floor and points at Winnow. Is gonna attempt to throw at you a short sword, which is not made for that, so it's gonna be a disadvantage. Pew, 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 pew. Twelve. Does not hit. And if it did, I might have been able to catch it anyway. <laughs> oh, very true. <laughs> You just feel how this uh, short sword starts spinning towards you. And actually, mind that it doesn't 
harm the creature that's entangled, but it just hits one of the um, one of the roots and stays there. And you can see that the short sword is very large. It's like so, so short for a massive creature. And there is where we're gonna go to our break. Ooh. Oh, it's exciting. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you after the break. Bye. And we are back. We have finished our consumables. We have finished our short rest. And we are ready for some more rolls and shenanigans. Again, the DM, because that's what we are here for, right? On the first half, uh, we met a lovely NPC who has given us another nuances about what um, is happening here with Gorgonor. And we know... There was also a nice conversation with Professor Jaxis and this NPC called Sarah. Uh, then we were faced with a decision. Shall we face the dangers in the plains or shall we face the dangers in the swamp? And we decided to go with the swamp. And then you magnificently deal with the danger or at least half of it. And let's see where we are now after this new menace has appeared in the field. This large statue-like creature who also wears a tattoo has just killed Sarah. And yeah, that is where we are. We know. You've been treated with a short sword. That is more like a normal sword for this, given the size of this other creature. Um, but nothing happens yet, except for you being really close to our creature. So you could please take seven points of fire damage. Okay. And both are restrained. So it means that you could move freely without having any opportunity attack if what you wish is just jump out of the water. Yes, I would like to do it in the most impressive and fliptastic fashion because everyone's been showboating and I will not be upstaged, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you jump out of the water. Literally like a swing on the leg of the thing to kind of come up and then onto my hands and kind of backflip over and like, well, that was surprisingly, oh my god, there's the statue over there. <laughs> nice. Um, we're still technically in combat, but you could just run away if you wish, because there's no, like, there is enough space between you and this other creature. The creature's in the water are restrained. So it's up to you what you want to what you want to wish. And all of this was just part of your movement. So you still have action and bonus action. I would like to pick up testimonial and just say, let's go, keep going, and run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean I'm picked up. So uh there's no resistance there. Uh, but <laughs> but I'm looking at uh Sarah. Is Sarah dead <laughs> uh yeah. is she like looking mad at the robot like the yeah. construct or 
But you have the impression for what she was talking that uh, she believes in this sort of cycle of life and just being that part of the next step mm -hmm. and go back to the nutrients of the earth. Okay, so just confirm. Yes, yes. <laughs> let's <laughs> widow. <laughs> oh, that's sad. But yeah, let's go. Uh, uh, Professor, do you want a hand? Well, you don't have to tell me twice. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, he's already gone. <laughs> Great. So, uh, let me just see. We said 60. I don't think there's a way for my creature to catch you. So what we're gonna say is we are out of combat. Congratulations. Uh, but there's probably this thing following you. Who knows? We'll see. As you keep walking, uh, the uh, the scene gets a little bit more cavey. So there's the presence of trees sort of start diminishing and the little few uh, greens that are around are like more like bushes and at some point those bushes turn into just dead pieces of, uh, of like um, what's it, uh, just branches instead of uh, bushes. Um, you definitely notice the change of vibe in the air how we went from this chaotic but dark farewell to this barren scenario where there is little few features to notice. It's more like a desert now, but not like with massive sand dunes. It's just nothing. Um, um, Professor Jackson, I guess at this point, if <clears throat> it's all changing. We'll go over to everybody and he, he, with his um, long, simplistic staff. He goes over and just um, feel like this is a good moment. Uh, and he will tap um, Winnow's boots, um, each one of them with the uh, staff. And then he'll walk over to Testimonial and tap his boots and go over to Garnet and tap his boots. And you notice underneath the boots, um, moss begins to grow underneath and like wrap around your shoes. Um, as I cast Pass Without a Trace. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Um, great. So you will be essentially impossible to track at this point. Great. If we know that, wink, wink, someone, <laughs> something could be following you plus a, plus a plus 10 to your style. So good. <laughs> I love, I love my players to be paranoid. Um, <laughs> Um, and it's, so given the fact that it's just probably just a flat surface, what you have in front of you, of course, hiding might be just not suitable because the only thing you could do is hide one behind the another. Um, but still, this place is quiet, but with the moss and everything, no soul knows you are there but we know you've been told that most likely 
Golconor will be waiting for you close. I mean, ahead. And I, yeah. Can I take out of my pack a bandage because I have a physician's kit and herbalist stuff just mm -hmm. on me at all given times and wrap it around my tattoo just in case any eyes peep out at me to spy? Mm. I love it. I just love it. Absolutely. So you can see all of you have a window star um, wrapping around some um, clouds or pieces like, yeah, and something strange happened. You feel like some sort of relief as in if there was a little bit of stress onto you, we know. Now that you cover the tattoo, it's like, oh, I can breathe a little bit like lighter. Just like, oh, I can, I can. Yeah, it's, it's, it feels nice. It's, it's a little bit comforting to some degree. Uh, Garnet, you on your on the other hand, you are again a little bit dragged or drawn to one direction. I mean, the direction is always ahead because it's really hard to say where is right and left here where everything is just flat. Um, and this time is different than the previous time because you are conscious. Previously, you were unconscious of how this person is calling to you. And you hear some whispers but those whispers are in a language that you don't know, but that you have heard before. You have heard some of those noises in the cave before when you were um, near small terrain. So you quickly do the maths like, oh, there is someone talking to me in, uh, in deep speech, but it's only you. <laughs> I'll I tell you what, I'm getting those... Uh... I'm getting those, uh, sort of, it's not so much a headache, but it's just like, I just feel a bit sort of fuzzy and heavy in my head at the minute. And it feels like people are talking to me in that, in that language, that, uh, speech deep or deep or deep speech or whatever it was, you said it was before. What, um, what no does idea. it, what does it, uh, what does it sound like? Like, uh, mo oh. moan it out. <laughs> Oh, it, it, it sounds a lot like. I don't know how it's. It just it sounds like uh, it's like a, a cat throwing up a hairball. <laughs> uh, Garnet, make me a performance check. <laughs> Plus zero. <laughs> oh, thirteen. Uh, it's not terrible, but we know that you have have witnessed this from from the other side. You just go like, that's not how it's But, I mean, testimonial would... No, sorry, testimonial. It's hard to say <laughs> exact words. I mean, for you right now, it's random words, you know, potato, window, gotcha. gotcha. So, I'm, so there's something that I recognize, but the yeah, 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 yeah. The, the sense of it doesn't... Does it make sense? Okay. Doesn't make any sense. Yep. Uh, Garnet, thanks for trying, and I hope that the the 
you find a way to break the pressure. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels like a heavy, like pressure sense on my head. You know, like it feels like something's being compacted together. But uh, yeah, I feel like I'm being pulled as well. Is that is that what was happening before? Maybe, but we know who's ahead, so it may be clear who's doing the pulling now. It could be. I, I don't quite understand what Grogorog would want to do with me, though. No. No, I... Honestly, I do not know what their game is at this stage. I, they want to get to me, but I don't know why they're messing with you. Do you know. have any connections to Gorgonor? Have you made any deals or packs with anybody in, in the past? No, not made any deal. I think, I mean, the only connection I can think of that I might have would be the fact that I'm also from the Fae. You know, I'm from this place. So, but then there are many, many, many creatures on the material plane that are from here as well. So, why I've, it might just be, it, if I'm honest, it might just be because of my connection to you, we know. They're, they're lure, they might be able to get their hooks into me easier and are able to lure me there, which would then bring you as well, because, you know, you're nice enough to not lead me to sort of wander off on my own. I think I just come to a little decision. I'm just going to announce so I can hold myself to it. This is my this is my last adventure. I'm not bringing anyone else into this bullshit. Something always goes wrong. And now some otherworldly force is luring you innocent people into... Uh, but you need protecting. But, uh, oh, what do you mean by everything always goes wrong? Um, hey, hey. You, you've, uh, uh, so we need to make a flashback here. <laughs> oh. Thank okay. you for bringing that to the table. Um, and we are thrown two weeks ago. We are in small terrain and you are in a nice pub. It looks more like the head headquarters of a guild, an adventure guild, and it's called the Heralds of Fortune. In a large table, there is a group of adventurers who might have just come back uh, from a successful mission, and they are celebrating on the left. Opposite side of the table, there is some figures that we might or not totally recognize. We have a total person, Mr. Cassell. Uh, we have a small, uh, uh, squirrel, Robert the Squirrel, uh, a small uh, individual, uh, looks mechanical, knows, and uh, they go by Sira. Next to it, we know, who we know, and a new face, Professor Jaxis. And they're having a conversation about a mission uh, that is basically about Mr. Cassell telling you that, oh, uh, I know you will know and Sarah, you want to track down Seraphine. Seraphine being this other artificer who also created another creature with the soul of this um, aberration. And they are explaining to you, Professor uh, Jax, is that there is three constructs out there 
Sarah being one of them, uh, Warforged and a Steel Defender, who are powered by the heart of, or like a power source like that uh, came from an aberration. They split this into three parts. One is in Sierra, one is in the Steel Defender, and one is in the um, Warforge. Now, um, Mr. Cassell also tells you that uh, if you want to contact Seraphine, uh, there is an item that you can collect in one of my, I'm going to say secure home, but it's more like a deposit, you know, like one of those, like in the banks where you go and there is like specific boxes for each of the clients, very top secret, very safe. Uh, that item belonged to Seraphine. And then you um, you could scry on her, or you can even try to, uh, to find other means to contact her with that item. Um, but I know that that is not in your powerhouse, we know, or Sira. So you might need uh, the help of a wizard, maybe a druid. Uh, so that's why we think Professor Jaxis uh, might help here. Um, Professor Jaxis and we know, you know each other from before, don't you? From the guild, yeah, so. You were, like, so what did you, what did uh, steal you away from the last adventure? Not that I'm complaining. I do believe I had flu uh, in the end. And then I had a very important paper I had to hand in, and it would have meant that I would have arrived a, a day late and I wouldn't have been able to, you know, grade all the papers and hand them, them back in. Yes, yes, not not a paper to hand in. I had to grade a load of papers um, for someone. Uh, sorry, a, a group of people. So do you do you have any more papers that you need to be grading? Uh, that might interfere with you helping with this. Maybe you could be more of a removed uh, aspect. I, I would be happy to do research for you. If that would be more important and, you know, useful for you, I could go and, you know, I'd take one for the team and miss out on, you know, the fantastical rewards of going on an adventure with a group of people. Um, but just for you, I would go and I would do the, the hard research. And, um, yes, and then also my my lovely students won't be without me for a, for a longer period of time. Professor need to come with us, or can we just deliver the the scrying materials? You know, you know, keep this small. Uh, yeah, it's relatively small, but uh, this location is close to this forest that is well known for being close to the Feywild. So, if you will get, if you would get lost, Professor Jaxis would. Absolutely, with his immense uh, knowledge of the Feywild, will be able to help you to, you know, uh, get back on track. Is that true? Yeah, that that is absolutely correct. But he will let, let, let me do you one better. And here, and he goes into his bag and he gets a book of Professor Jaxus's Guide to the Feywild. <laughs> 
if, if I just if I just uh, pass you, well, you can use these, and it's like you've got your very own professor right right with you at all times. And then I can continue to do all the things you need to, me to do here. Obviously, I'd be heartbroken to not be with you, but I can do all the, the jobs for you and you can use. No, I think I think maybe this is the sign. Maybe maybe we maybe things would have been different if you had made it onto the last mission. Maybe maybe this is a sign that we really do need your guidance. If you're uh, such an expert, you'll stop us getting lost. <laughs> Mr. Um, Cassell uh, from One Bag produces a, um, a scroll and give it to you, Professor uh, Jaxis. This is uh, a scroll of um, scrying. It's like even if, if you have all your resources depleted, you can just use this to scry on surfing. Uh, the item that you're going to find there, uh, I mean, of course, is theirs, but I would rather have it back. No rush. Uh, you do you. I know you are very capable adventurers. Um, so I'm trusting you this. We will keep holding information about um, everything else. But um, yeah, I think for now it's time for you to go. Before we go, I just kind of pull Jaxus in quite close. Now listen very carefully. I know you're an expert, you've been to the Feywild many times, you know this place. Do not move out of 20 feet from me. I will protect you and I will keep you safe no matter what happens, okay? Yes, uh, understood. Okay. After that, you start your journey and there is something really weird. This memory for both of you it's quite vivid. It's like, oh yeah, I have this top of my mind. But then at some point, like one or two days before you reach this uh, location, this uh, secure place, there is like a really fuzzy memory of you. It's like, if you don't remember, you cannot remember. And the most important thing, you don't remember how you got to the hut in the forest for the first night. We go back to the question, what happened to the party? I'm sorry, I blanked out for a second. Where were we? Uh, so that was a memory, and now we are back in the dark, uh, Fade Dark. Yeah. And um, Professor Jaxis has just made you a question. What happened to the rest of the party? Oh, you mean in the the mission before? Uh, yes. What, what the one that you had to grade papers for? Yes, yeah, that, that, yes, that was that was the reason. No, um, are you sure you want to know? Does it involve more? constant dread and fear for my own safety if i was to know undoubtedly no i, I believe it, it could be like you know it could potentially answer future questions that we may come across later as much as i don't want to know okay um 
So I'll tell the story. Um, it was an accident. Okay, I'll just I'll start from the beginning. So we were on our way back. We had the scroll that we were going to get, and we got set upon by bandits. You know, standard fare, you know, fight them off, get back, and it's like normal adventure stuff. But they just overwhelmed everyone in the party, and they went down one by one by one, on all of them unconscious. The bandits went, they were defeated in the end, and I was just there, and they were breathing, they were fine, and I, I tried my best to heal them. I tried to use my hands of healing, but I just, I, I don't know, I panicked. I panicked, and then before I knew it, they were just, they were dead, and I'd failed, and then I later found that I couldn't use my changeling powers anymore, and the guild's gonna have to tell their families, and I'm gonna have to live with this forever, and they're not gonna have to live with this because I killed them. It was an accident, and now all of this is happening because I think it was Coco was the warlock with a contract with Gorgonor. And they're is one you, of You, you didn't have the contract originally with Gorgonor? No, I... They gave me a tattoo just to use some, some Eldritch power. But Gorgonor has just taken interest in me because of my, my... My mistake. My big, big mistake. Well, obviously it's incredibly sad, but it's not as bad as you kind of premised it, because I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to understand how it's your fault. Uh, gentlemen, I, am I missing something here? It doesn't sound like we know it is your fault. Maybe you were the unfortunate one. What is it? The survivor's guilt? It's not your fault you've survived longer than everybody else, and it certainly is not your fault that you weren't able to heal them. Any extenuating circumstances are relevant. I should have been able to heal them. I literally have hands of healing. I punch health into people, but I just yeah. panicked. But the, the the idea of it not working isn't your fault. It sounds like whatever has happened to you's fault, i.e., this rather unsavory character, Gorgonor. Which is why I've not been wanting to bring anyone else into this. I. No, no, that seems reasonable, and I'm, 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 I'm rather disappointed. I ended up on a short list, but we can move from, move on from that. Um, we, we have a pathway in front of us, and if that pathway means that the next group that you're with, or us, may survive because you have your full power back, then we. Well, we best go and deal with this? Uh, well, yourself, Garnet, and Testimonial best go deal with it, and I'll stand at the back and cheer, cheer, cheer you on um, in this absolutely horrific, terrifying place. But I think, well, you can't keep looking back 
And mum's the word. I don't know how much you've told the guild, but I, I, I don't know anything. This is your your pathway to deal with. I don't think punishment from the bureaucracy of that bloody place. Um, although I quite enjoy it when I get to write out those ridiculously long um, testimonials. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're very fun, but I, I do believe people find them very tedious and um, unnecessary. But um, I, 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 I won't put that in if you do not wish me to. Um, I'm sorry that the people around you were lost. Um, seeing people dealing with loss, things like that, and especially as someone who's supposed to be a teaching figure, is very heartbreaking because it's next to impossible to teach someone how to handle things like that. It's very difficult. Um, but it, I have to say, the fact that your protective instincts have got nothing, if not more powerful, in the time, in the brief times I've known you, and the even briefer times we have been in combat together, is a re real testament to you refusing to let the shortcomings that Gorgonor has put on your power, as you are still fighting ferociously. Um, I believe you should still be very proud of yourself. Um, and we'll, 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 do, we'll do what we can to, to solve this problem immediately. I, I hope. Thank you. I'm trying my best and I, I'm, I've become a little overprotective of my party members and a bit oh, resentful in the past. I, I past. don't mind. <laughs> you can protect me all you want. <laughs> we had a we were we, we were on a mission with a bard and a an astral guru before, and I may have been a bit too harsh on them for putting themselves in imminent danger. But I just I I didn't want to fail again, and they were making it very easy to fail in my defense. But but you've all proved yourselves very. Capable in your own rights. Um, okay, um, Garnot uh, testimonial. Now that you know you're traveling with an unintentional murderer, um, are you still okay to continue? I I agree with the professor. Nothing nothing of this sounds like it's like it's your fault. So <laughs> you, of course, uh, stand by your side. You. Exactly. At the, at the end of the day, I think you're awesome. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it doesn't matter what happened in in the past. It's not your fault. You know, I'm as I said to you before. You know, I'll go where wherever you go, and I'll do the best protecting that I can. I am always been the best at protecting people, but I will definitely be there to protect you if you need me. Uh, I would I would also like to say though, uh, Professor. That um, you should stop being so, like, down on yourself, like saying I'm going to stick back from the and let the rest of us. Yeah, I've seen a lot of what you can do since since we woke up at that heart, and there's something in you. You, you the there's more, you, there's more bravery in you than what you're. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I just, I'm, I'm very happy at the back, and um, don't ever feel like you need to, you know, encourage me forwards. Uh, I'm very much, 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 much more comfortable uh, 
staying well away from the danger. But very, very kind of you. Um, very kind of you. But um, you might be more comfortable staying away from the danger. But when the danger does come for us, you you've been stepping up. So you know, don't don't knock yourself because you're definitely not a coward or anything like that. All right, you're you're a solid guy. All right. Uh, yes, you might be a crocodile on the inside. It's just as you were a brave crocodile on the outside. That's that's actually that's actually fantastic. Put that in your testimonial thingy that you were just talking about. Um, a request? Oh, I haven't gotten one of those before. <laughs> as you as you keep uh, uplifting each other, uh, which is absolutely beautiful, guys. Uh, there is a point where your words sort of it's like you go mute. Like you can see your lips moving with like, and everybody notices that like, what the hell is going on? And you feel this sort of like cold air coming from everywhere. Even for the winter latrine, this is like, okay, this is getting really cold. And you hear like a laugh, like very nasal. And the laugh is, given that this open space has not much where to uh, for uh, say uh, free um, for uh, sound to come back like there is no good acoustic here uh, the, the laugh just loses itself in the infinity of this place and is there when you notice that you are not alone in this place hundreds of figures sort of approach to you from the shadows and all you can see is like big grins, grins, um, white teeth, all the kind of uh, species that you can imagine from dragonborns to uh, human small creatures, you can say halflings uh, uh, or, um, or gnomes, maybe some kobolds out there and every now and there there is those white eyes that you have seen on Ebony's tattoo and you feel finally this presence behind you that keeps laughing and says, come on, we know, don't listen to them. It was clearly your fault. And as you turn over, there is this avatar of this creature you have seen it before in your dreams but it always changes probably is actually mocking you the fact that they can sh um, shift the shape uh, at this time they look like a average joe humanoid short hair um slightly i don't know they're in the 40s quite slender but really well dressed in what could be like a three-piece suit uh, in black. And he's there just standing. It's not even, it's probably your size. So, no, no. How tall are you, we know? Like five, ten, something like that. Yeah, like five, ten. It's not, it's, it's probably five. It's not, it's nothing that you see on the, on the street and you say like, oh, that guy is going to uh, mock me. So uh, there is what we can deduce is the avatar of Gorgonor. 
Uh, Winnow's gonna just kind of take off their mask, uh, just kind of throw it down, wipe away some some dark tears that have been coming out through the performance. So, okay, well we're here. What do you want? Every fae wants to hear those words. Listen, uh, whether or not it was your fault, we can discuss at eternity. That's right. Um, I lost one of my most appreciated um, warlocks, and I want you to take her place. Now, why would I do that? I actually don't have anything to leverage on you, but listen, if you accept, I will free the rest of the people from my influence. You will not have to suffer being haunted by them and have to kill them because at the end, all of them have families and people who will miss them. Because you still miss Coco, right? Yeah. You know And somebody will miss Ebony. Someone will miss Sarah. So, one life, yours, in exchange of the hundreds of lives that I will be, I will keep sending after you. Actually, some of them are willing to go after you. I know it might not be your fault or it might be your fault, but they are so angry at you. Well, that's no choice at all, really, is it? I mean, you can always say no. It's a deal. We say we fucked up with people, but there is always your choice. I've already ruined the lives of the families of all of my previous party. Are you really gonna do this for me for for an for a mistake that I that I am paying for that I am so? Are you really this petty? Listen, I'm not here for you to understand the nature of my being. But I guess the answer is yes. I suffer and I'm still hurting. So I want you to court with me. So, yeah. It's petty. I should go to therapy. But uh, for now, this will do. I'm going to turn to Professor Antigarnot and to Testimonial. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to sigh, say, Hell, Sarah, I'm sorry. Professor, you, you protect her now. Okay? You help her. Okay. Yes. Hang on, hang on, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Excuse me, mate. Right. Oh. Question. 
I know you. Have I seen you before? Different hairstyle? I mean, it suits you. Thanks. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest, but I've got a question for you. Yeah. Um, this whole, what, what's the fascination with Winnow? Not, not that Winnow isn't an amazing person, because they are, but why is it that you want Winnow? Why isn't somebody else's life acceptable to you? Well, in part is because I think, or I hold her accountable for what happened. Personally, I hold her accountable. And second, she has, they have amazing abilities, which will come handy at some point, because we know what is coming. Right, okay, so... And I'll take it this thing that's made everybody so angry and want to sort of kill Winnow is the the death of this uh, person called Coco that's been mentioned a couple of times. Is that right? Yes. And from my understanding, from what Winnow has said, the tattoo was uh, transferred from one to the other. So uh, if another life was to put itself up there for you to take, another one with maybe uh, abilities different to Winnow's, but still quite powerful, would you would you accept that instead? Clearly not. I, as I said, I have grown dear for Winnow, and they are amazing. They are Do amazing. Do you think there's yeah. an amazing, another amazing person just as Winnow? I don't think even Winnow thinks there is another amazing person like them. I've got to be honest with you. I don't. I'm. I'm not really too. And I'm sort of, sort of directing this to him and to Winnow. I'm not too happy with the idea of you giving yourself up to to this thing. Um, I mean, it might save. It could. It's a fake creature, right? So it says it's going to save hundreds of people. I don't believe that for a second. Get it in a written contract. Inside check if you want. I would inside check that. Eleven. <laughs> uh, you are right in the sense of Faye. That, that is not good or bad, but there is always more to their words. Mm. Like even with some wings from Professor Jackson, like no, don't sign. You know that there will be always these little, like small letters at the end of the contract about saving these people. I mean, he agrees. He agrees to um, liberate them from their influence. A deal. A deal with a fay always comes at a price, and there's always a loophole that either that they can try and exploit at some point no idea what it's going to be in this situation in this case but i don't think it will end well for yourself or the other people that have got the eyeball tattoos just think very carefully because from what i've read archfey are very clever well fey in general i don't know if this one could be claimed as arch it's quite an honor 
Um, they are very clever at forming these deals and chances and plays of grandeur in a way that make it sound like there is truly no other option. Think very carefully about what this, what especially this one, is saying. And um, think they got. I'm deeply. Uh, this they. they uh, he goes. I'm deeply offended. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's fine. You know, I, I think this is the first time ever. In fact, no, I, I am sorry that you're offended. But we'll, we we can go through the apology circle later. Um, <laughs> just we know there is always a way way out. He is going to bend his words cleverly around you and try and make it seem like what he is doing is your best option. And maybe in itself, it might be, but I highly doubt it, if, if I'm honest. I mean, I another way out of this? I'm not going to condemn these hundred uh, or so people. Testimonial. Yes. Could you please make me a raw intelligence check? A raw intelligence check? Okay. A raw. 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 A raw. Uh, 21. Oh. Being an artisan, you haven't done it before, but you have heard and probably witnessed ways to transfer all kind of magic from one mm -hmm. item to another magic, from one spell book to another book, from one body to another body, you have seen what we could call uh, laser removal of tattoos. Yes. Whatever is done <laughs> in, 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 I've the medieval, by sheer in medieval I've... fantasy. Yeah. It's not cheap, it's not easy, and it's mm -hmm. very painful. But you know people who has done it. Problem. All of, all of Gar, uh, all of the control is in the, is in the tattoos. The tattoos can be removed. Remember how Sarah's eyes lit up. Close the eyes of the tattoo. We have no. We have no problem. <laughs> we can make them go. We can make them go away. I. I don't think we need. We need this bargain. We just need to, to save all those people. Page. Not have to kill every single one of them when they come. You don't have to kill every single one of them. These, I think, there's less. I think there's less control over these uh, over these tattoos than uh, uh, he might be pissed off. Uh, just and um, he goes and hides behind Garnet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, you really gonna listen to these people? Like who they even are? I don't think they trust you. Well, sorry, my name is uh, Garnet. Uh, this is Professor Jaxus, and this is a testimonial. Uh, we're now acquainted, so we know each other. We know. Make me an insight check, please. Oh. Oh, no. Sorry, I got a nat one. Um, insight, but it would be plus five. But you also, I'm at disadvantage anyway, but I can't roll any better. You don't feel that. intimidated, but you feel like... For a second, you double guess yourself in in the way of how you choose your company. So Sira has been 
with you and then you know that you can trust Sarah. But then it's like, who else can I trust if not Sarah? So for a second, you doubt upon Professor Jackson's garnet and testimony. No, I, I think, I think I deserve this. I think I need to do this. Um, you, you guys, I don't, I don't know what your end game is, but I can't figure you out. End game is to get you out safely. Is it? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Why? I'm, I've done terrible things I could continue to do terrible things and if I don't help these people with the mess that I have made that is doing a terrible thing you guys, do you want what? I don't know what you want looks to the other two for some help <laughs> <laughs> where is it charisma based Class. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what I mean, what do we what do we want to do? We want to uh we want to help you rewrite your story. We want to uh you do you do, you to feel the the strength and the confidence that you had before. It doesn't come from that one that I'm pointing it to Garnada. It comes from within. I'm going to um while I'm talking, hear me out, I'm gonna cast uh, alter self again because it allows me to duplicate my facial features any way that sort of remains bipedal. So I'm going to make myself look like Winnow without the tattoo, without the mask and without the tattoo. We want you to feel this way one more time and i'm gonna i'll be very elaborate i'll like i'll i'll, I'll operate with the the tattoo on because it's a physical feature and i will remove it and it'll puff away in the air this rolled. is what we want you to step toward this is what that one can never have don't Just make so a deal note for me i'm gonna give you inspiration for that <laughs> and we know what's going on just rolled for emotional response to seeing you <laughs> change your form in front of someone who cannot change their form anymore <laughs> and it wasn't good oh no it's <laughs> gonna start backing away from everyone like why why are you mark haven't i suffered enough and just kind of start backing away into the crowd of people trying to disappear just very clearly backed into a corner, not knowing where to go, trying to get through mm. somewhere and just go. So, um, it's at this point where, um, first of all, Professor Jack says, you remember last words of Sarah, you must wake up. And then we know, could you please make me a wisdom saving throw? Oh, now I roll well. Not 20. <laughs> oh, you, Tom, you, you start moving back and you see these people don't move. They just let you pass. 
but what you are stepping back and getting lost around that you found yourself surrounded and all the eyes looking at you you feel frightened but that that fear that is not overwhelming that fear that keeps you be a that fear that makes you be alert, that fear that you feel for losing someone and gives you drive to do stuff, that fear that is like, I don't want to be this anymore again, that fear that at night, yes, it might be, you don't, you might not know what is in the dark, but here you are ready for it. And you just hear, I'm going to make a really bad impression of Sira, <laughs> but you hear uh, Sira's speech. Um, we know. You should not doubt of yourself. You are a great puncher. I am great at punching when it hurts people. But I just want to protect. I just want to save them, but I don't even know who to save anymore. As to the void. <laughs> uh, the people looking at you, the people surrounding you, there is a... There is people that is angry at you among them. But they give you this look that is like, we understand you. You are hurting. We are also hurting. We don't hold any grunge against you. This is just how things happened. And you have the idea that they are like sort of giving you permission to do whatever you think is best, even if that means a little bit of comfortable for them. And well, you will know are dealing with all these emotions, we go back to Professor Jaxis. At this point, you have just seen the first steps of Winnow into the crowd. Yeah, he's sort of like looking down and you can, um, a testimonial in Ghana, you can see like, Jaxis has stopped focusing on Winnow and he's like, you can see he's whispering something under his breath. He's like, we must, we must wake up. We must wake up. We must. And he sort of looks up. We 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 must wake up. We, just a moment. We 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 need to wake up. <laughs> just a moment. Make a history check, please. Uh, sorry, a history check. History check. History check. With the history check, it is uh, a thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, you always take notes, right? Or yep. like constantly taking notes. You remember being with Garnot far away from this place, arranging that you need to recover one item from this from the same sort of safe place. Yeah. Or like place with safes. Um but the closer you both get into the forest. Uh, Garnot having those vivid dreams, 
but your memory is a little bit fuzzy and same. One or two days before getting into this um, location, it's just like, if you cannot remember what happened, and then again, even with your notes and your memory, you don't remember how did you get to the hut in the forest. I can't remember. Um, but I would have written things down constantly. Is it because I find that two of the pages in the journal are stuck together? Is there, is there, like I, I Maybe an investigation check. I'll make an investigation check. That's a 23? No, it's a nine, sorry. <laughs> the digital <laughs> dice is cocked. It was very funny. <laughs> oh, a what? A nine. It's a nine. It's a nine. A nine. Uh, you have this bad um, habit that sometimes you use post-its instead of writing in your book. And I mean, it's an emergency. It's one of those cases. Oh, no. But post-its are like, okay, I need to action on this tomorrow. This is like urgent. So if something was missing, something really important on those pulses, you just missed it. But you know that is really important. Whatever happened between the in that first point. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'll look to Garnet and be like, Garnet, we, we, we must wake up. We need to wake up. What does that mean? I, I don't quite know. I'm going to look over to Garganar to see if he reacts to Jackson saying we need to wake up. He looks concerned. But he is always like keeping an eye on you on one on window. Almost like I'm really close to Wayne here. Like there's no there's no reason for me to worry about this. I'm about to win. Uh I'll turn back to Jack says, uh, right, wake up. What should we do? Do you want to pinch me, punch me, or do something like that? I don't know. Does that work? Uh, I, I could do something incredibly dangerous, but it might work. Right. Do you want to do do that on me then? Just I don't want you to come to any harm. <laughs> so whatever the dangerous thing is, do it to me. Right. Um, close your eyes and think incredibly carefully about the last two days that you're missing that are incredibly fuzzy, okay? Okay. Okay, and I'm going to blast Garnet's head with Dispel Magic. Dispel Magic. Ah. That's all I've got. And I really doubt it's going to work. But... <laughs> and I'm slightly concerned what it might potentially do to Garnet. So how does your um, Dispel Magic work? Um, sort of still that, like, um, contrasting emerald green. Um, like the contrast is quite drastic, especially compared to his very gray and black and white clothes and sort of gray skin. The fact that his magic is this really emeraldy bright color is quite um, drastic. But yeah, the it it almost comes out in rings of um, pulsating green rings that pulsate out, almost like it doesn't instantaneously dispel something. Almost like each pulse. Um, delves deeper and deeper into what the magic is trying to dispel um, and slowly like working its way through. So as that so as that happens, as that hits my head sort of thing, goes to go into my brain, mm -hmm. 
you see like the purple tinges in my hair begin to go white again and my skin begins to get the brighter red hue and then when the first pulse disappears it goes back to the dark colors and it keeps doing that while you're doing the spell uh you uh let's say that you were the, the things that were holding your hair just for the for the look say got get loose and your your hair is just like all messy like if you were floating or like if you were on the water yes pantene uh at here and almost like if you could see everything in fast forward from the point where you made testimonial and all your way to this place and you get to this place there's not much details here that you can uh grasp in those seconds where weeks of travel happens in front of your eyes but you end up in this uh place where you retrieve the item and you meet with Wino and Sira, and something happened that Sira has to leave, and then you go to sleep. And that's the last thing you remember. So it will whiffs. And then Professor Jaxis, you see how Garnot disappears. And then Gorgonor, his creatures. And looks at you. Oh, you little. <laughs> so now we have three scenes here. Oh my God, my brain. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Garnot. You remember the first scene? Uh, Professor Jax is waking up, everybody with a scratch, with a creature next to Winnow. Now imagine the same, but this is a proper room, fairly decorated. It's not like super fancy, but you can see a creature next to Winnow's bed, two constructs, and the other two. Back into, let's call it the trim. So back into the trim, Winnow. You hear the screech of Gorkonor. Something is wrong. He's not happy. And not that you could feel the presence of Garnot, but Garnot, there's something missing. There's something wrong with Garnot. I'm going to roll an insight to see. I, I wasn't focused on their conversation. Okay, yeah, I, I keep rolling badly whenever it's like, how do I work this out? <laughs> you, attack, you, I'm fine. You don't know this. The only thing that you heard, uh, Garganor screeching. I assume that Garganor's gotten impatient and done something horrible to Garnot. So, Winnow is going to look at them and say, I'm not letting, no. I'll they... do it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> they they nod at you like no no they crossed like in disapproval like they don't speak words but they just go like no don't do it but you still it Gargonon hasn't hear you you're still surrounded in the crowd is it the crowd that is looking at me disapprovingly yeah I, I do just say to them, you'll thank me later when you survive. 
I'll do it. I'll do whatever you want. Keep yourself safe. Keep Sarah safe. I'll do it. Come, come get me or whatever. I don't know how this works. Garnot, you see, you, this creature has, the creature hasn't, haven't noticed you. You're still there lurking under your duvet. Oh. And you look at Winnows. They are clearly doing something with Winnow. And the other two are just pleasantly sleeping. There's the same situation as in the previous episode where it's two constructs and Ebony stood over. Is there any sort of like magic transference being done between Winnow and... Uh, there is some sort of like connection between Ebony's tattoo and Winnow. But Winnow tattoo is on the arm. So the um, Ebony's tattoo from the neck so sort of goes uh, underneath the sheets. And you, you might um, assume that touches the, the, theirs on the arm. Really, really cheeky, really, really cheeky question. Do I count as being long rested? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's say you are not fully rested, but you have some of your resources. You know, like it's not the same situation the one that you were experiencing in the dream than the one that you actually put you this day to sleep. So you have more resources that you usually have, or the, the ones that you actually have. So I'll sort of look over the sheets a bit, twiddle my hands, and the white energy comes back again, and a grab hold of Winnow, and I will te telekinetically move Winnow from their bed into my bed, and then I'll roll out as they go in. So they get so that so I break the connection between them and Ebony, and I'll roll out of the bed and stand up and be like, "I don't think that's actually something you quite want to do there, mate. Um, maybe we can talk about this." And I'll be stood there to attention. And um, if we're not in combat, I might just te telekinetically move both of um, Jaxus's and Testimonial's beds to try and wake them up, like sort of throw them out of the bed. <laughs> nice. Uh, thank you, that was great. Back into the train. You all feel this shake. The connection has been broken. You feel, again, a little bit of relief. And some sort of, like, if this would be a book or like made of paper and it starts burning from the top, you can see like the that faint red light that is when you burn a paper and it keeps burning without the flame it just keeps consuming the reality living like nothing just black and we know you see all these figures next to you some sort of smiling at you and then they disappear at this point it's only you professor jackson's testimonial and I would say what little is left from Gorgonor. Gorgonor is walking to you, some sort of like, if I, you feel like if he reaches you, the deal is done. And he's disappearing, but he's still trying to reach you. What are you gonna do? Um. Do I have a few seconds to say something? 
before. I turn to Jax's testimonial and say, when I told you about what happened, I did admit, I did admit the truth. It wasn't entirely an accident. I gave them mercy when I shouldn't have. It was intentional and it was my fault. And this is my path and I reach out for the hand. In that very last moment where uh, Gorgonor avatar is sort of disappearing or being consumed by this unexistent flame, there is a little bit of his hand that grabs we know. Would you would you close it? Could you would you close the deal with the one with the tattoo? Or with the other arm? I'm right-handed, superbly with the tattoo. So remember that you have covered it with some uh, tissues. As you touch his hand for a second, the body comes back to full um, consistency. So from alpha 99 to alpha zero. And the vintages fall to the crown and you can see how his darkness and your tattoo, they link together and a couple of eyes open on your tattoo, on your arm, as you both disappear. We go back to Garnot. Garnot, you have wake up testimonial and Professor Jaxis. You both are sort of standing. You quickly come to the realization that you've seen this before and you can deal with this. But this time, we know, does not come back to us. And there is where we gonna leave it for tonight. <laughs> Thank you everyone for joining us and being part of tonight's session that was completely a masterpiece from my players. I, I wanna clap for them. If you enjoyed tonight, which I know you did, we play every Monday and Tuesday from 6 p.m. GMT and 10 a.m. Pacific time. We also play Monday, uh, sorry, Tuesday, uh, also at 6 p.m. GMT or 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. You can also join us on Friday again from 6 p.m. GMT or 10 a.m. Pacific time for Talk Together, our chat show. Uh, where we interview our players, DMs, and another TT RPG industry voices. All of our shows are streamed at twitch.tv slash RPG, And you can find all of our content archive at youtube.com slash RPG. There are also podcast versions of all of our shows available everywhere. Search for Road Together RPG. If you cannot find us, let us know and we will try to upload the content in your favorite platform. Massive thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon. There'll, there'll be a link in chat for you to join. Every penny helps us to make this content for you. Big thank you again to all of our sponsors and supporters. And don't forget, we are all over social media as Roll Together RPG. Thanks for watching and see you very soon. <laughs>